All right. No. Where's your breadstick picture? There it is. There it is. God, what? You look good with that hairstyle. That's that's yeah, perfect. Nice, full of like platinum blonde. Yeah. You know, this. Yes. Is this the? Um, is this unfortunately what like the Kate plus eight fucking brats kind of look? Because this that like mid to late two thousands mom cut. Is it? Yeah. Nice? Yeah. Yeah, but it it works for her. It's I was okay. Say, it looks a lot better here than. Yes. Kate. Yes. God. Atrocious. Um, yep. Not great. All right, Mike. This is right. your. This is this is your moment. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Talk about blonde women that, again. I don't know if it would have felt on uh, TLC or whatever, like one of those terrible reality shows. But it is on the uh, the platform that merged with <laughs> one of Hollywood's greatest studios, Warner Brothers. <laughs> You're going to see. <laughs> Kate plus eight and sliding doors, possibly, you know, sharing the same streaming service. Have you ever wondered what might have been? Would things be different if you caught the train instead of missing it? How much would your life change if you were 10 minutes early? Instead of 10 minutes late. Helen? If I had just caught that train, I'd have been home ages ago. Oh, you don't want to go wandering about things like that. Now, Helen's life is about to go down two different tracks. Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow in the story of a woman about to choose between a life with a man she's always loved. Jerry, I asked a simple question. I mean, there's no need to become Woody Allen. And a life with a man she's just met. I kissed you. Yeah, I spotted that too. Intermedia Films and Mirage Enterprises present a romantic comedy about one woman. I'm over him. No, you're not. I am. And life's infinite possibilities. Don't think that I... I, I, I didn't think that. I'm truly, truly sorry. chances and a destiny that lies behind two sliding doors a film by peter howitt (laughs) this is a movie that i had i had seen um probably around the time it came out like on video Mm. um to date myself i started working in a video store when i was 16 um, in 1998, so that fall, this probably would have been a new release. Uh, I remember right. seeing this colorful box art, which I have on Wikipedia, the sort of <laughs> the Gwyneth, you know, late 90s with the 90s blonde cut, and then every woman, Gwyneth, the the brown, <laughs> yes, the mousy, yeah. yeah, straight, lifeless hair, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the biggest complaint from my wife in this is that for a movie that hinges on uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, if you caught that train, if you fall down, you hit your head, a girl, annoying little girl is playing with a Barbie doll, delays you, you get mugged, all this shit, uh, <laughs> is that she has two hideous, hideous. Okay, yes, yes. To pick God up. bless. have one, one good pick God here. bless you, Brittany. <laughs> Literally, I am sitting watching with Tessa and I'm like, you know what? Neither of these guys is good looking enough. <laughs> They're both ugly. Like <laughs> both of them. These shapeless, formless, 
British slash Scottish men that have nothing to offer other than lies. <laughs> so if you have the, um, this is like sort of an interactive, I guess, podcast, unfortunately for our listeners, <laughs> visual, you may have to pause uh, the um, man that Gwyneth starts with in uh, both both worlds before the, and then unfortunately for the film, it does this split thing, uh, but you kind of end up in the same fucking place, which is what I was most annoyed about and probably why I had no memory of this other than the premise. John Lynch is the asshole uh, boyfriend that she breaks up with in one timeline and then takes a little bit longer to break up with in the, in the other timeline. <laughs> uh, if you hover over his uh, hyperlink on Wikipedia, I think he lo- he's looking better as a sort of like a silver fox thing. He's got a big, big ass beard. Um, Not sure. You know, hide your face, sir. Good work. Just hide it. Hide yeah. that ridiculous elongated chin. <laughs> he's definitely doing that. He's he he looks like a uh you know some sort of survivalist or something out in the wilderness style. Which, uh, but yeah, if you've got the really dark hair, I think you know when it grays so, out, it's gonna look pretty good. Look, when the better looking of the two yep. is the annoying brother from the mummy, the mummy. Yeah, we've gone down the wrong path for poor Gwyneth. I've never felt so bad for Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I felt worse for her in this than in Seven. That's how bad I felt for Gwyneth Paltrow in Sliding Doors. So last episode, you you sort of uh, you didn't really attack, but you 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 know you're you're leading a horse to water as far as hey Mike, what do you know about silent films? You you know you're trying to to wave the fucking red flag and you know get me angry. Um, <laughs> Here's where I'm, I, you know, movies, I guess, you know, it's a good thing. I wasn't watching <laughs> films about a, a brave Confederate wannabe uh, because even as a 40 year old man, I started to get influenced by fucking sliding doors from 1998, which I don't remember being that influenced by as a 16 year old where I thought, huh, maybe, maybe Englishmen just are not that good looking. Maybe this is the best they had to offer in the late nineties. And the problem is, you know, Hugh Grant. I mean, when when is I was going to say, when did four weddings and a funeral come? But out? I feel I like mean, what they're it's... trying to push is the nervous energy. Uh, I think even Gwyneth Paltrow says to one of these two yokels, um, "Yeah, you're, you're like, you don't know which one." You're yeah, just I can't like, remember. One of them. She says, "Like you're, you know, being a little too Woody Allen for me right now." And I'm like, "Yes." So I think that's what the energy they're going for with the Hugh Grant sort of wave was that sort of nervous. You know, the, the world's after me. I don't know how to handle it, but I'm just so cute and adorable uh, vibe uh, sure. that did translate a little bit. You know, I'm not going to say it's just their problem uh, across the sea. Like we we had David Schwimmer and friends. You know, you had that in the 90s that that sort of that sort of vibe. Yeah. But, you know, John Hanna here, as you said, the comedic relief, the brother from the mummy is not Hugh Grant. He's he's the right. He's the best friend. He's the comedic right. relief. Totally. Yeah. Um... In what world, Dave? In what world? <laughs> I don't care. In what multiverse are these the only options for, for that, peak yeah. 90s Gwyneth? For... Right, right. So, okay. I never saw this movie before this week. This was the first time I'd watched it. This was You're a welcome. movie as, yeah. Um, as I 65%, recall. <laughs> 65%, baby. <laughs> I had, Back, way back, when this movie came out on video, I had rented it at one point, and then just fucking never got around to watching it, and just gave up and took it back. And that was my my See, last experience. I could have thought that. I know I watched it, because I just watched everything, because I had free movies. Sure. But sure. other than the, the premise, no memory. 
no memory yeah. whatsoever. And, other and than even the I, even I knew the premise. Like that's it's it was popular enough that it was kind of like that kind of trickled down. Here's what I was very surprised by, Mike. This movie is really fucking sexist. Like, mm. wildly sexist. Like, I'm watching this, I'm like, a man definitely fucking wrote this. Um, there's all these repeated lines about, like, well, I'm a woman, so I don't say what I want. I expect you to figure it out. And women don't and say anything. They just insinuate. Uh, and I'm like, Gene Ooh. Triplehorn, right? As the strong yep. alpha woman is basically saying that. Even though right. it doesn't seem like that would be within her character at all. It seems like she says what she wants all the time. Like, all the like time. <laughs> yes. And I, and she, that's why she's my favorite character up until mm. that moment is she just like knows exactly what she wants and talks a lot of shit. And I respect that. What happens? Hot women who talk trash. Yes. Was this it? As far as Gene triple horn, like basic sex instinct, symbol, right? Basic, basic instinct. instinct. Water world. She, I think has oh, a fake yeah. nude scene. I think it's a stand in yep. butt double, but Mike from, knows. The, <laughs> I do my research sometimes. Buster Keaton, don't don't fucking know. Apparently, people didn't like it in the twenties. That's all I need to hear. I don't Gene like it. Triple butt. Okay, now was it her? I don't. Let me let me research. Um, <laughs> that okay. So, <laughs> I I think that this is not going to be the general. Where clearly, uh, two decades later, we're going to reappraise this and be like, no, we really missed this one. This was you know, this is a classic. However, I think. If you live during this time period, you have someone like a Gene Triplehorn, where as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is comforting comforting to me. I like this. I like seeing Triplehorn just lash out. I like to see her yes. in these sexual situations. Not that she's playing a very well-written or likable character, but there are just oh. actors that you're like, that was that, that reminds me of a time like my life which Same. yes it's sad because if you had told me mike you're gonna be talking about this movie you're 16 mike you're gonna be talking about this movie decades later and <laughs> in your 40s about how comforting gene Triplehorn was because at 16 i would have known who the who the fuck is gene Triplehorn. what are you talking about oh that yes. lady why no she was not poster above the teenage bed but it it felt nice for a brief brief time and maybe yeah. it felt even nicer because she okay the problem is like Every every character, including her, is like the Black Widow sort of sex pot. It's coming the home wrecker. It's coming to, to destroy everything. They're all incredibly passive. You have these four characters. They're in this mm -hmm. weird love square, and none of them want to make the extra effort to have a conversation with someone where they're like, "I'm not really happy with this," or right. "I would like to pursue this further." Uh, even the first kiss sequence with. Gwyneth and the the mummy's brother. Um, <laughs> I know that's not the librarian's brother. Just go with, the it. Just go with it, Dave. Okay, fine. <laughs> the mummy's bro brother. It's cooler for John Hanna. Even that first kiss is he goes for it. She's like, no, yeah, I just got out of a relationship. This is a rebound thing. He spatters on about some girl like he tried to kiss like in seventy. I zoned out. I like just I totally forgot what movie I was watching during his little <laughs> speech. And then she's suddenly kissing him. I'm like, that worked because I've just I just totally went to another place. Gwenny, what what are you yeah. doing? Why? Are you what are you doing? Yes. And so, all right, that sequence is one of the most negative things about the movie to me. Not because it's ridiculous, and it is, but I hate the twist in this movie. I hate it 
hate it, hate it, hate it. This like he's actually married and we're going to blah, 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 all this crap. And because he's been given a thousand opportunities to tell her. Like that sequence. And he refuses. That sequence where she says, I'm in a rebound situation. He could be like, well, me too. I'm actually getting divorced. Yeah, here's your fucking opportunity to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So then when that all comes to fruition, you're just kind of like, man, fuck all these people. I'm not interested in anything. Do you ever buy that John Hanna is just some sort of Lothario with like just multiple... Come on now. Mike, I don't buy either of these guys. Sister. When he's holding hands <laughs> with her? I thought it was his sister. I, no way. I did too. I did too, 100%. <laughs> but I don't buy either of these men with either of these women. Both of these women are way too good looking and way too cool for either of these guys. And that is a problem in what amounts to a romantic comedy that surrounds like a science fiction twist and violence at the end of the movie, but still it is kind of a rom-com like, and Mike, this really bit you in the ass because like a little behind Mm. the scenes, Mike's like, it's February. We're going to do romance sliding (laughs) doors. Mike clearly did not remember anything about this movie. (laughs) Let's keep it in continuity here. (laughs) Better or worse. Than the man who can only impress his woman by joining the Confederate Army. Well, the man who can only impress his woman by joining the army <laughs> takes less time to do it, so that wins. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, you heard Dave the racist. He's got to go. With the, That's right. Welcome to the deep right. south there. So, um, what did you think though? Mm. Okay, so the thing I did not realize about this movie mm. when I sat down to watch it is that I was going to be treated. Maybe that's the right word to Gwyneth Paltrow with a British accent. For almost a hundred minutes. Um, yeah. And it was not as bad as I feared it would be. There are moments where it slips in and out, but it's actually not bad. Once you get over the fact that it's Gwyneth Paltrow doing it, because I know right. what she really sounds like. But if I didn't know her as an actor, like if I watched this back in the mid 90s, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Um, but that definitely took me aback as I was, because it's like from the beginning, like her, she starts speaking in like the first or second scene, and you're like, oh, we're doing a presentational British accent. <laughs> I think it's the slang for me where it starts sounding a little silly, because like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's my dumb yes. American ears. It's like, yeah, okay, you're, you know, you live in jolly old England. All right, all right yeah, you're a waker, like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you start getting that, and I'm like, eh, it's getting a little Austin Powersy, I guess. I don't, yes, you know, yes, yes. I, I'm sure, like, you know, a native speaker thinks this was atrocious, uh, you know, as as they would, well, but. Mike, I did some research about this. I didn't because, yeah, a lot, and this is, you know, granted on. Not necessarily on reviews or anything like that, but there was like a whole like Reddit post about this accent. And there are a lot of people from the UK who were like, actually, I didn't know it was an accent. I didn't Hmm. know she was faking it. It's actually quite good. She sounds like this person I know from this area. So what the fuck do I know? Maybe it's a really good accent. Maybe she was just, you know, doing full immersion, like, uh, you know, how like Elijah Wood for times and interviews had the, like the, the Hobbit. He sounded like Frodo yes. because he'd, yes. he'd been shooting that movie for like you know, for years nine years. years. Yes. Um, you know, as I mentioned, this is the same year Shakespeare in Love. Maybe she was just doing a, a full tour. <laughs> this is that. my year of British. <laughs> I'm just going to go for I, it. Based on the men that are being thrown at her. I don't, I do not know God. why. Uh, there has been Affleck. And Shakespeare yeah. in Love. I'm sure his accent I mean, was atrocious, but I mean, Joseph Fiennes is better than these guys. I'll, yeah, I'll give him you're that. Getting, you're getting, uh, you know, 
and closer to the Hugh Grant territory. Obviously not. Totally. I don't think he's got the comedic chops, but yeah. No, more dramatic, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, if you watch this movie, like, is there something that you hold on to in this movie? Is there something memorable in a good way that you're like, yeah, this is why? Because this movie was wildly popular. Like, this movie yeah, did it, very well, especially on video. It was yeah. everywhere. So wh- why is my question? <laughs> Yeah, it was the highest grossing uh, UK-based film uh, that year, as far as like something that was filmed in that country, a local production. Mm. Uh, worldwide take was $67 million on a budget of six. Damn. <laughs> Crazy to me. Damn, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> what did I take from it uh, this time? Um, well, you got an Amy Mann song in there, I guess. I was like, hey, that's true. Can be done true. much better a year later when, when PTA <laughs> yes. gets a hold yes. of her her library. Uh, I think multiverse movies, you know, we kind of shit on Marvel stuff. And so I'll, I'll do that now because the most recent thing was the uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, the Doctor Strange shit. Um, and, you know, the Doctor Strange one in particular because the Spider-Man movie is just an excuse to see, like, actors and, like, remind you, like, hey, that's Spider-Man from my time period. With Hey, look, Andrew Garfield shows up. I'm a great movie yeah. automatically. Um, <laughs> but usually the multiverse shit, uh, not really that different. That's what I thought of with Doctor Strange where it's like, oh, he's in love with Rachel McAdams here, love with Rachel McAdams there. Jesus, <laughs> right. we don't really ever stretch too much. And like this version of it is, for the most part, your romantic life is going to be full of deceit and sadness and this strange nagging sense that there's something that's unfulfilled. And I'm like, do we have like a third option here? Do we have like a fourth? Right. Like what's, there's got to be a better life. Like other than the fact that she changes her hair, um, there's not a much good change, a good change, a good change. Uh, you know, she starts her own business, but of course her ex-boyfriend who's been for whatever reason, like, okay. The biggest thing that, and I saw a review that, um, they said that at the very least that the, the asshole boyfriend that can't decide between Gwyneth and Jean, um, that the movie knows he's shit and starts shitting on him towards, towards the, end of the film. I don't know if it did to the extent that I wanted because spoiler alert for this movie, uh, in both versions, um, Gwyneth <laughs> has a fall or is hit by a car and loses the baby <laughs> and then loses her life. And the other, the other version, um, I, I think Why she keep getting punished. Yeah, yes, absolutely. yeah, that's the thing. So, so as I was watching this, there was a moment where I'm like, okay, here's where Mike is like, fuck this movie. The repeated Monty Python joke has got to be. Oh, God. <laughs> this was but... worth watching just to see your reaction. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was watching. It doesn't, I like Monty Python and that joke doesn't even make sense in yes. this movie. He just, he just keeps quoting the same skit it without context. In like nine different situations. That's his thing. That's like his. That's and his everyone move. finds it so charming. Everyone's like, ha 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 ha. Maybe they're just placating him because they're like, he's going to do it anyway. He's our friend. Just let him get it out. Like, uh, my just my wife was like, she like got up and started pacing. She's like, shut this up. She just like could not stand this like Dorkapalooza that was happening on the screen. And lot. the fact that everyone it's was like reveling in it. And I'm like, well. I'm, I'm like trying to defend, like you know, Mike's like it's a different time. My English brother, I guess, where I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, maybe he's like George Clooney over there, where he's just like the lovable cad. And she's like, look at him, look at his face, look, <laughs> look at his, at his face. face. <laughs> she's right. She's 100. It right. did seem like 
um, like, you know, a successful like guy of that age would not necessarily be dropping Monty Python. Like I went through that phase when I was like, you know, as you said, like sure. 12, where I discovered like the Holy Grail. That's about as far as I went with it. I thought it was hilarious and like the height of comedy. And then, you know, by the time I was like a sophomore. <laughs> and high then school, you watched another movie that was yeah. funny. And you <laughs> moved <like>, on. <laughs> you stopped quoting it back and forth with your other idiot buddies, but uh, apparently not this guy. Um, yeah, I, there's something, you know. You made fun of me uh, last week for like this, like uh, my bookish nature. Like one of my resolutions this year is to read more, and I've been uh, reading uh, nerd, reading a lot more more novels by um, (laughs) written by women, and usually like Mm -hmm. a lot of the characters, like the protagonists, are women. And boy, like in in populist. (laughs) <laughs> populist favor. I don't know where this is going but that <laughs> okay. boy is like oh boy this is not going to be great <laughs> from what I've read and mm-hmm. you said this is written by man I will say the, the books I've read this year written by women uh, the Gene Triplehorns do not exist as the lead characters it usually is more of a Gwyneth character and maybe it's going sure. back to you know last week we talked about the general where your protagonist is just it's just things that happen to them so they just they right. just see how they respond as far as not being the moving <laughs> mover and shaker to for impose their will on others which that is a different genre like you know like uh even die hard as much as john mcclain uh, does impose as well at times he's for the most part reacting to things right but this one where it's about the different choices you could make I guess I just wanted to see a little bit more like one side, one side. If you just want to let it just like, here's the cards that were dealt and she just tried her best. And then the other one where she did come home and caught her, her lover with, with the fantastic triple horn. Um, (laughs) Even then I I was hoping to see a little bit more distance from her previous life that she would move further away from it, but it just is entangled in this weird soap opera effect. Like you mentioned, if you're going to have a multiverse, this is a, wonderful opportunity to do something wildly different from this character's original life and like you've just changed the male stupid face yes and the same shit is happening and Mm -hmm. i'm like why why am i bothering and as you were talking about gene triplehorn who i love um i realized that she just gets the short end of the stick all the time because she's the nice girl who a bunch of bad shit happens to in basic instinct Mm -hmm. and she doesn't get to be the star there either (laughs) shot for the audacity of having her fucking keys in her hand as she's trying to leave work like how suspicious (laughs) yeah it's just not damn triple horn she just can't win yeah it's you know, it's interesting because I, of course, heard the idea that, like, okay, whether you go, whether she goes through these doors changes the life that she's going to live. And it doesn't. And it's so kind of boring. But one of the things I found myself wondering as I'm watching this is, you know, we've all seen Looper, and that's like the time travel movie that doesn't explain time travel. And this is a multiverse movie that does not explain multiverse stuff at all. It just, it's a thing. A different choice leads to different things, supposedly. Do you like that? Or would you would you be interested in a movie, not this movie, but a movie <clears throat> like this that explains why that's happening and the background of it? Well, it's probably not a very romantic thought, especially as, you know, we're producing this for release the week of Valentine's Day. But um, there is, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, 
personal growth or self-love, uh, you have to be honest with yourself that um, in popular entertainment, we don't often get the concept that's like, I could, I could love multiple people. Like, you know, just depending on where right. I'm at in my life. Like if I, if it's, if I've got my shit handled, if I'm open to it, I, I could, I could, I could be in a different country and fall in love there. This, and it's usually couched in like, um, like uh, a movie I don't think I've seen, like under the Tuscan sun, like Diane Lane, where it's like something bad has happened and a woman goes to another country, eat, pray, love. I mean, there's, it seems like there's a whole genre right. of right. shitheads. So I get away from the shitheads as opposed to, you know, if you're going more with like the sort of Richard Linklater sort of uh, before trilogy, where it's sure. like pure happenstance, but in the sequel they they met other people, <laughs> like you know, they, right. they did go right. on with their lives, and right. this one, for me, makes the mistake of it's not so romantic where it's like no matter what universe you'll f- find the same person because that's who you're meant to be with, uh, and it's not realistic enough to where it's like. All right, I went a different direction, and yet it's the same fucking cast of characters as if we're on a sitcom. It's like Kramer runs through the fucking door again. Like, no matter what I do, there's always fucking racist Kramer coming through the door. (laughs) So it it doesn't go either direction for me where, um, you know, I could could see it couched in that way with the the sort of ultra one love romance or just like, let's just see, like... If you had made that choice, if you had taken that job or if you'd moved to that part of the city or whatever, right. where could your life have gone? Something that, you know, is going to be presumably probably, the, I think, the, like the best picture winner like uh, this year uh, with the incredibly long title of everything, everywhere, all at once, whatever it is. Right, right. Um, that one. I mean, that's a multiverse movie that fucking goes for it, That one goes it, for it. It fucking goes <laughs> yes. for it. And it manages to have that sort of romantic notion that it's like, no, this is, this is the right choice for me. I did make the right choice. Like, cause I've surrounded myself right. with the right people. Like the situation mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Like over this fucking laundromat or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, it manages to give you the best of, of all worlds there. This one, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I want to maybe say that there's a lack of confidence in Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, on the other hand, I don't know if I've ever seen her really express that much range. She's usually like sort of the sort sure. of quiet kind of like wallflower who's like, you know, stunningly beautiful, but needs to be like roped in to the shenanigans of right. usually some idiot like Ben Affleck in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. I'll just keep <laughs> you know, I obviously have a lot of issues with this movie, but I think the biggest issue I have with it is something you brought up is that these people don't fucking talk to one another. Um, and if you're going to have that, if you're, because yeah, there are many great movies that are about miscommunication or lack of communication, but you better have a goddamn good reason for them not to. And this movie does not provide that. You just have these shots of people almost making phone calls and hanging up the phone or making the phone call and having someone else answer. And, you Jean know, triple it's horn just... having like an orgasmic reaction to stubbing her toe. Stubbing Jesus her Christ. toe. My God. And also more proof Marry that that her, guy's sir. a shithead. Marry her. <laughs> more, more proof that he's a shithead. Cause he's like, bitch, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I'm on the phone. I was like, she just broke her toe. <laughs> You break your toe and see how you react. See how chill you are. <laughs> it all comes down to Mary Jean Triplehorn. Let mm. that woman be happy in a movie once. Please. I can't. I seriously cannot remember a movie that she was in 
where she was happy. Like, it was in a good relationship, and I would have just liked to have seen that. And sadly for her, her biggest dramatic moment is, you know, her basically fighting for her man and saying what she wants before she starts crying and leaves and limps away. And it's, man, that is a roughly written speech. Uh, That monologue is hard to watch, and it's not her fault. It's just written by a sexist man, and she's just got to get through it. I don't know if I'm going to... You know, you've kind of challenged me because usually when I listen back to these things, I'm like, oh, here's like, here's the cue to go find a clip for that. And I'm like, I don't know. Do you want to hear that again? (laughs) And it's like, am I going to be able to find it on fucking YouTube? Like what, what is, what are the sliding doors clips? Just look it up on it. It's on HBO Max. (laughs) It's just recorded straight (laughs) from there. What are you doing? Um, (laughs) There are actually 12 clips from uh, this movie. Mike's like, if it's not on YouTube, then I'm not interested. (laughs) Oh no! There's, no There's one that's called a cheer up date, and I think that's probably like one of the Monty Python things. Oh, uh, let's just hope for you know, for me, for you, listener, that most of the shit's covered in the trailer, and you you get a sense. Yeah, yeah, of everything. you get it. And if you um, want to punish yourself, watch it on HBO Max. It's fine. Yeah, maybe just watch Basic Instinct again. That is actually Gene Triplehorn's yeah. first film credit. I did not know that. Wow, Basic Instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. What a start. Guns blazing. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. (laughs) Really going for it from the beginning. From there. Um, (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Gene. All right. Um, (laughs) That was depressing. What do you got for us? What's your well? It's strange that we have to go from Basic Instinct to the movie that I picked, Uh, but here we are. So I picked a classic, The Shop Around the Corner. But the reason I the reason I chose that is a Valentine's gift to Mike. Yeah. Because this is the movie that launched a thousand ships, and a thousand ships are You've Got Mail. Uh, Mike's maybe favorite movie, <laughs> like maybe it's your one of most, my most watched. Re-watched. Yeah, you know, for sure. About working in a so, video store, nineteen ninety eight, that came out. So the spring of ninety nine, we couldn't play anything that was R rated. You've Got Mail got a lot of play for myself. Yep. So we're gonna watch the original. We're gonna watch the shop around the corner. So that's that's you know, that's my February gift. Except yes. extreme communication that just yes. adds to the miscommunication. All right. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. I'm going to get more Gene on this. I'll find something. More <laughs> triple horn. Don't you worry, listeners. I know you were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Always more triple horn. That's that's the name of our next podcast. That's... <laughs> let's, let's find something more strangely specific and see if we can lower the listen count even further. Hey, well, maybe maybe she's down on her luck enough to be on our show. You never know. She hasn't been in anything There's in a actually while. not that many film credits. That's the like sad thing. Tragic. 26, I think, by my rough count. Wow, um, that's, that's it? it. Yep. She was not given a fair shake. A lot of TV work, Dave. A lot of uh, big love. Low, low rent. Oh, Criminal that's right. Minds for 48 episodes. Ugh. Jesus. Jeez. Not okay. Uh, and one episode of BoJack Horseman. Huh. It's probably the best TV show she was ever on. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, I've heard big love about, is good, uh, but... Um, Chris Pratt's The Terminal List on Amazon Prime. Mike. <laughs> Seven episodes of that. <laughs> Mike, why would you even, how would you even say those words all together? I don't like any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish that was the actual title of it. Chris Pratt's The Terminal List. 
If only. <laughs> really getting that, those religious viewers. All of my emotions feel the same, feel the same. If you don't like where this is going, look away, look away. You're not in my way, you're in my path, look at that. All of my emotions feel the same, what a laugh. If you cover your tattoo, it's something cheap and new. But you can't erase mistakes. It's on your skin, it's in your blood, it's on your face. All of my excuses sound the same, sound the same. I can't shut my mouth. You don't drink your fatty drinks, you'll never really achieve quality cellulite. Haircut sushi, by the way. No, it does. It does. No gag. Never make a joke about women's hair, clothes, or menstrual cycles. Page one. Look, James, maybe I shouldn't be here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not being fair. You know, under normal circumstances, etc., you're really nice and funny. My friend Anna thinks you're cute. Wait, hold, hold. Your friend Anna thinks I'm cute? Your friend Anna thinks I'm cute? Shit, I just blew. Wait. Oh, 285. 285 and the wrong girl. Helen, listen. Sometimes we are plonked into people's lives when they just need to be cheered up and reassured, and it turns out that for some reason it's your job. We don't know why. In your case, it's my job. But I'll be honest. The fact that I find you moderately attractive just makes the job easier in my part. My intentions are completely honourable. I have no desire to overstep the mark. Seriously. Do you prefer diamonds or sapphires? Sorry. No. Moderately attractive. Aha! Uh -huh. I knew you were listening. Well, you know, lose the sad eyes, the droopy mouth. I could get you an upgrade. So, having firmly established the ground rules, what are you doing two weeks on Saturday? Probably killing myself. Excellent. What time does that finish? Do you like boats? 